ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وسلم يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد when we go through the quran from cover to cover as finite as the verses the words and the letters may be the wisdom contained within the quran is significantly infinite and when we reflect deeply on the message of the quran overall as a whole we're constantly taught and reminded different lessons in connection with each of the past the present and the future and i especially want to emphasize the importance of learning from the past learning about the past and reflecting upon it so we can become better people so we can become better muslims and i don't i don't just want to say this generally speaking although it it holds and it's true but i want to specifically tie in this concept of us learning about history about our history as muslims in connection with the fact that in this country in this culture in this society this is known as black history month so we should take some time to learn about the history of this country in general the history of the black community in this country in general and then specifically from a muslim perspective specifically regarding the history of the black muslim community in this country most notably regarding malcolm x al haj malik al shabazz may allah have mercy on him recently in a discussion that i was having with some youth we we spoke primarily about him and his legacy and his story and how he went from growing up as malcolm little and he was known as G- detroit red he ended up in jail and he ends up learning about the nation of islam and embraces it wholeheartedly and this was his personality if he believed in something then he believed in it very thoroughly and very deeply very sincerely but his story didn't stop there he continued to learn more and his horizons continued to broaden he went on hajj as we know and he very deeply and sincerely embraced what we would refer to as orthodox islam as sunni islam he could have stayed there but he came back and he continued to preach and to teach that i used to teach one message i used to teach one ideology and he had the courage to mention even to admit publicly that there are elements of what i used to teach that i now believe are wrong i no longer believe in everything that i used to teach and preach there are still some things that are there for sure but there are other things that have changed this is what i now believe in this is what i have embraced and he ends up being assassinated before he even turns 40 years old subhanallah he dies at the age of 39 similar to umar bin abdul aziz radiyallahu anhuma 
in this discussion that I was having with, with some youth, we spoke about him the entire time. And afterwards, one of them came to me. And they said that, you know, I learned a lot from the discussion today. I didn't, I didn't know these different things about him. And actually, you're the first Muslim that I've seen and heard talk about him. I've heard about him from other sources and, you know, other, other teachers, maybe in school or elsewhere. But I, I've never learned about him from the Muslim perspective. One time, Imam Zaid Shakir, he had a conversation with the, the wife of Malcolm. Allah have mercy on him. This was after he was assassinated. And she mentioned to Imam Zaid that the socialists have claimed Malcolm. The nationalists have claimed Malcolm. And it's about time that you Muslims start to claim Malcolm. That's up to us. That's up to us to learn about him, to learn about our history, to learn about our legacy and to learn about his legacy. What did he stand for? And why was he willing to give his life for that cause? What was it about him that made him so significant? What was it about him that his legacy continues to shine in general And it's up to us as Muslims to take note of that shine and to learn from that light that he left behind. And his story, his legacy, along with Dr. Malcolm Luther King Jr., is far more than a few quotes here and there. Those quotes may be powerful and may literally be very quotable. But we need to dig deeper. We need to dive deeper and to learn more what was it about them? How, how was it that they accomplished what they accomplished? We should appreciate that in general, and we should specifically reflect and think that when, when you take a step back and you look at the history of Islam in this country, and there are records that show that Muslims were in this country before Columbus, and we shouldn't be surprised by that, we should especially look just a few decades ago about how the efforts of Malcolm and Martin played a direct role in the way this country approached immigration was affected. Because of what they did, because of their efforts, their time, their sacrifices, they gave their lives for what they believed in. They gave their lives for believing that they deserved human rights just like other people. It's a very Islamic concept when you think about it. It's not just human, which is enough. Fitra is, is enough in this type of situation. يَا أَيُّهَا النَّاسُ إِنَّا خَلَقْنَاكُمْ مِنْ ذَكَرٍ وَأُنْثَى وَتَعَاوَنُوا عَلَى الْبِرِّ وَالتَّقْوَى وَلَا تَعَاوَنُوا عَلَى الْإِثْمِ وَالْعُدْوَانِ If you're going to team up with other people, do it for good causes, don't do it for bad causes. And as Muslims, as much as we love and we appreciate and admire and try to embody the concept of mercy, we need need to have just as much admiration and appreciation for the concept of justice. And the best example of this is the life of our Prophet Option one with him was always mercy. It was always mercy. But there was an option too, if and when it was necessary, of justice. 
This is the legacy of our Prophet. There's this perfect balance between We have not sent you except as a mercy to all of creation balanced with There's a balance between the two. And they're not contradictory, they're not mutually exclusive. Actually, within justice, we have mercy because it's mercy for those who are on the receiving end of injustice. So even then, there is still a layer of mercy. We need to take a step back and look at what it was that they stood up for, and we need to reflect within ourselves, within our families, within our communities, and to think, what are we doing now? Because that baton was passed to us. In a relay race in track and field, if anyone, if anyone drops the baton, their entire team loses. The 20th century was an extremely difficult leg of the race. And that baton was handed to us. What are we doing with that baton? Do we realize that the way this country approached immigration, and this applies to many of us in here in some way, shape, or form, is in direct connection with the civil rights movement? Many of us would not be here if it was not for the efforts of Malcolm and Martin and the civil rights movement. So we need to reflect within ourselves, how do we look at the black Muslim community? Unfortunately, there are many, many instances. Can you imagine their history? Imagine their history, centuries of oppression, biting oppression, deep oppression. And then more Muslims start coming. It's a separate topic, but when you look at the percentage of of the, the, the slaves that were brought in the Atlantic slave trade, as reprehensible as that was without question, when you look at the percentage, there was a significant percentage of that population. They were Muslims. We have photographs going back very far. We have, we have you know, written documents going back very far. Islam is not a new thing to this country. So imagine from the perspective of the black Muslim community. Look at the example of, of all people. SubhanAllah, Allah has His plan. يَمْكُرُونَ وَيَمْكُرُ اللَّهُ وَاللَّهُ خَيْرُ الْمَاكِرِينَ Allah is the best of planners. You had the nation of Islam led by Elijah Muhammad who claimed to be a prophet, and, and there, there were you know, sig- significant issues that we firmly disagree with from a theological standpoint, for sure. Look at what happened, though. Look at Allah's plan. His son, one of his children, ends up embracing Sunni Islam. He's kicked out of the nation multiple times. He embraces Sunni Islam, Imam Dawidi Muhammad, Imam Warith al-Din Muhammad. And he ends up inviting a huge number, inviting everyone, but his da'wah was extremely effective because a lot, a huge percentage of the black community that was part of the nation, part of the nation of Islam, because of the efforts of the son of Elijah Muhammad, he brought a huge percentage of them along with him into Sunni Islam. Imagine everything that they've been through as a community, the black community in general, and then zoom in on the black Muslim community. 
How would they feel if because of them, other people come to this country? Marhaban, welcome, more Muslims coming to this country. Welcome my brother, my sister. But then for a lot of them, they end up being mistreated by their fellow Muslims because of the color of their skin. Haven't they been through enough? Have they not been through enough? This concept is not something that's distant. We shouldn't think, oh, there are these ideas, they're over there, they apply over there. We need to look within ourselves and ask ourselves on an individual level, do I have the illness of racism within my heart? And the beauty of Islam is we, we avoid extremes. Islam is not a message of black nationalism, of white nationalism. It, it's, Islam is not focused on nationalism. Islam is focused on the heart of the individual connecting with their creator. It's not about one extreme or the other, it's perfectly balanced and centered. And if we claim to be part of that middle path, we should reflect and think within ourselves. Have I uprooted that illness of racism from my heart? How do I treat my fellow Muslims, whether they're black or white, brown, green, purple, blue, whatever the color? Do I treat them how my Prophet taught me how to treat them Do I treat them as my Prophet taught me to love for my brother and my sister what I love for myself, to treat them how I want to be treated? We all know this concept, but are we taking it and living it and putting it into practice? Maybe sometimes yes, maybe sometimes no, but we have, we have a lot of work that we need to do internally. We recognize other external illnesses and issues. We recognize them because we have to recognize them and be aware of them without question. But step one is to look at our own health internally first. Because if a doctor is sick, then they need to prioritize their health to recover, to get better. If and when they do that, then when they're healthy and strong, they can go and help hundreds if not thousands of patients. But they need to start by looking at their own health. So we have to ask ourselves, how do we, how do we look at Al-Hajj Malik al-Shabazz? Do we learn, are we learning from his example? Are we embodying certain concepts and practices from his example? Are we as affected from the sacred journey of Hajj as he was affected? It may not be in the same exact way per se, or it may be, but when he was shown Islamic brotherhood, when he was shown this concept that was embodied by the Muslims he came across with, it completely changed his heart and his life. Look at his, his letter from Mecca. He was deeply astonished in a positive way that he's interacting with Muslims with their eyes are as blue as blue can be and their hair is as blonde as blonde can be and they treat me like an equal. That is Islam. He was shown that and that changed the compass of his heart. That affected the needle of the compass of his heart to recalibrate with the Qur'an and the Sunnah. And he was willing to die for that message. He, was, he could have stayed there, he would have been safe and fine. But he came back as a torchbearer to share this message with his people. And he paid, for, he paid for it with his life. We need to take some time to learn about who he was. 
And we need to learn about the history of the black community in this country at large, and especially the black Muslim community. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulullah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in Inna Allahu wa malaikatahu yusalluna ala nabiyya ayuhu alladhina amanu sallu alayhi wa sallimu taslima Sallallahu ala muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam The action item that I want to conclude with is for each of us If we have not already To go online later today if possible And if we don't already have a copy of the autobiography of Malcolm X to consider purchasing a copy. It's six or seven dollars for the paperback version. The purpose, the intention behind it is for us to learn. To learn where, where is he coming from? How many people have embraced Islam through his story? How many people have been significantly impacted and changed for the better through his story? through putting in the effort to learn about him. What was his story? What was his legacy? Why was he killed? Who killed him and why? And we need to ask ourselves, what do we stand for? Because he, as he famously said, a man who stands for nothing will fall for anything. So we need to do more than just quote these statements. We need to ask ourselves, and I'll conclude with this, what do we stand for? How much do we truly value this concept of brotherhood within our deen? Have we purged the illness of racism and prejudice from our hearts or not? We can say yes, but if the reality is no, that's what Allah is going to judge us by. We ask Allah to guide us and forgive us. We ask Allah to purge our hearts of any illnesses that may be within them. We ask Allah to purify our hearts and our tongues and our limbs. We ask Allah to guide us and forgive us. We ask Allah to increase all of us in knowledge and wisdom. We ask Allah to help us to learn history and to benefit from it in the present so we can have better futures for all of us as it relates to this life and the next. إن الله خبير بما تعملون ولا تكونوا كالذين نسوا الله فأنساهم أنفسهم أولئك هم الفاسقون لا يستوي أصحاب النار وأصحاب الجنة أصحاب الجنة هم الفائزون We ask Allah to make us from among those who end up in paradise We ask Allah to help us to put in the effort to show Allah that we care about wanting to go home about wanting to go there and we ask Allah to grant us passage to be admitted into his garden أمي رب العالمين إن الله يأمر بالعلي والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربة وي ينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعذكم لعلكم تذكرون وأقم الصلاة